Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. Welcome to episode 210 for October 1st, 2014. Today, we're talking about lean in the Washington state government. My guests today are Daryl Damron and Holly Jensen. They are both Washington State employees. They serve in the role of enterprise lean consultant within a team called Results Washington. And uh, I've seen them both present their story and their approach uh, earlier this year at a Lean Enterprise Institute Summit. And I'm really happy to have them here to talk about um, their ongoing improvement story and their approach. So we're going to talk about their different backgrounds and how they got um, started with lean. Daryl in the public sector, Holly at Starbucks. Um, we're going to talk about how the state got started with lean, what are some of the goals and accomplishments, how this is a, a big strategy for Governor Jay Inslee, and, and why lean was actually a nonpartisan issue that was um, supported by both gubernatorial candidates in the last election. So um, it's a really interesting discussion, and um, I hope uh, you enjoy it. And uh, maybe we can help bring lean to more state governments. I certainly hope that's the case here in the state of Texas. Um, so if, if you want to find links and more notes about this episode, you can go to leanblog.org slash 210. Thanks for listening. Well, Daryl, hi. First off, thanks for being a guest on the podcast today. Thank you, Mark. Uh, we're excited to be here. And Holly, thanks for also being part of the discussion today. Yeah, thanks for having us, Mark. I'm happy to be here as well. Well, I'm really excited to hear you know, about what you're doing uh, within uh, the state of Washington government. But let, let's you know, kind of go through some introductions first. Um, Daryl, maybe you, you first, if you can introduce yourself and um, you know, maybe a little bit about how you first got introduced to Lean. Sure. Yeah, thank you. Well, again, I'm Daryl Damron. I'm an enterprise Lean consultant in the governor's office here in Washington State. And I'm part of a team we call Results Washington. The word consultant's in my title because I do that type of work, but I'm an internal consultant. I've been a public servant here in Washington State Government for 23 years now. I've served in a variety of roles over those years. Uh, in the Department of Corrections, for example, I worked inside prison as a correctional officer, outside prison as community corrections. Other states call that job uh, like parole officer. Mm -hmm. um, I was on an interagency, interagency SWAT team and, uh, with the county sheriff's office and trained at the academy. And uh, I did a startup team that built a new prison from the ground up. Uh, ran a software development project that replaced uh, the Corrections Legacy Computer System. Uh, also ran staff training and development for the Department of Corrections. They have about 10,000 employees. Uh, in all those roles, you know, I really looked for ways to make improvements to my own work and the processes I was working in. Uh, and in 2008, the director of the department, our Department of Revenue, asked me to serve as an internal consultant to her and her executive team. And it was the first time I got to serve as an internal consultant full-time uh, and help people learn about improving without also uh, having program responsibilities or staff that reported directly to me. But for the past three years and under two governors now, uh, I've been helping leaders and employees throughout our entire state government learn to use lean principles and tools. In terms of how I got introduced to lean, uh, really before I joined state government, I served six years on active duty in the Marine Corps. And I think I got my first exposure to lean principles uh, in the core without really knowing it. You know, everything we did in the in the core, I remember it was just continuously improving was the basic mindset. Mm -hmm. 
So, for example, in 1986, uh, I received a commendation from the Inspector General of the Marine Corps for redesigning a warehouse and a flow of how equipment for this special operations unit I was in got stored and issued out. It wasn't that I got special training on how to improve. It was just that uh, that was the mindset and what was expected, and I got recognized for improvements we made to that uh, equipment issue and storage process. But I got my first real introduction to lean principles and performance consulting in the late 90s when I met uh, Geary Rumler and started learning from him at, at his workshops and conferences and, and talking to him as much as I could. Um, and I've been self-studying and practicing using lean principles and tools in all the jobs I've had really uh, over the past 15 years or so here in our state government. But I have to say that I learned the most about lean over the past three years from the nearly 200 private sector lean experts that we've partnered with to help us on our lean transformation journey. And I can explain more about the partnership if you want, but it was mm -hmm. actually through that partnership that I uh, first met Holly at Starbucks. Yeah, so let's come back and talk about um, some of that partnership with private sector, but maybe here's a good transition, Holly, to talk about um, your background uh, in your career and how you got involved in lean. Great, thank you. So I'm an uh, enterprise lean consultant as well, so similar title to Daryl, and we really see ourselves more uh, as a coach uh, internally versus versus so much as a, of a consultant. And what I have responsibility for for the state is really a fellowship program within our office as well as um, some leadership capacity. Uh, but leading up to that point, uh, I had a significant amount of time uh, working for Starbucks, started as a barista in the 90s and um, worked my way up to my final position there was a lean practice strategy manager. And my roles range from um, HR to global strategy. And really in the last six and a half, seven years of my time there, I was operationally focused and we um, built a lean team in that organization from the ground up and I was part of that initial inaugural team. And our focus was really on, uh, through all the time in my career at Starbucks and then in those last six to seven years, was really focused on problem solving. I had a unique opportunity in, in, in many of my roles to be in a, in a position where problem solving was the main focus of my job, as well as coaching others and bringing others along in that journey. So, uh, so that, that specifically represents some of my time. But the highlights really for the last couple of years that I was working at Starbucks, um, where we really started to ignite um, kind of the mission we were under, 2008-2009 economic challenges that the organization was facing as, rest, as well as the rest of the world, we really had an opportunity to accelerate our work and start to really get, get the, the lean thinking principles and tools out there um, to the front line, to those that you interact with every day when you're talking to your barista at your local Starbucks and really build some capability. We had the, the privilege um, to develop some standard work, stabilize some systems, and through doing that, um, really build capability in all levels of the organization through, um, you know, some, some routines is what, uh, related to how to build beverages, how to manage cash, how to um, put pastry cases together, things like that. Um, and then I also had the unique pleasure while I was there to open a lean lab. So at the corporate headquarters in um, Soto area of Seattle, they have a lean lab um, where we did a lot of our experimentation. Everything in that lab's on wheels, and the pipe, pipes and plumbing come from the ceiling, so we have a lot of flexibility. Hmm. We brought local baristas in there on a um, weekly basis to work with them and really think together about how we could get um, capability built and improve things. And my final kind of um, work as I was uh, leaving the organization was on uh, focus on system, the system of work, this uh, basic um, playbook system of work for stores, to really get them understanding how those those simple standard things they were doing really were a part of a broader system. And at the same time, we built a coaching 
um, structure, infrastructure to support uh, our leaders as they were really learning how to apply lean to their work. Um, and, and that was a, a pretty exciting time for me and really led me into the role and the work that I'm doing today. Yeah, and, and I guess it just goes to show how flexible uh, lean mindsets and lean practices are to, to use lean in so many different settings. Um, there's a ton of questions I'd love to ask about Starbucks, but we're here to talk about Washington state government. So let's, uh, you know, also an interesting, maybe surprising place to think about applying lean principles. Um, so maybe Daryl, you, you can you can touch on this. Um, it, tell us uh, about some of the history of how lean first got introduced into uh, the state government there in Washington. Sure, yeah, well, we really have a long history of, of trying various approaches to improvement in our state government. Um, just in my 23 years of service, I've seen uh, you know five different governors in office, and each of them has been um, you know focused on this in some way, like issuing an executive order uh, related to quality or improvement efforts. Uh, we've seen things like TQM and the balanced scorecard, quality circles. Um, we've had our state agencies using the Baldrige criteria to self-assess um, every three years or so since about 1994. But in um, 2011, our previous governor issued an executive order calling for our state to use lean as a strategy for improving our entire enterprise of state government. But since we were headed into um, an election cycle at that time, instead of focusing on leaders, because many of them would be you know, likely gone after the election, um, we decided to focus mainly on helping the ground-level employees experience how lean principles and tools could help them fix things that were, you know, bothering them for, for years on the job. So in 2011, we asked the governor's executive cabinet agencies at the time to identify a business problem they wanted to solve, not world, we told them, don't pick world peace or, you know, your, your worst problem ever, and don't pick sharpened pencils or something that, you know, nobody cares about, but something in between. And then we asked them to identify 72 people that we could train to understand uh, lean basics, and then we taught them to facilitate value stream mapping. And we gave them uh, basically nine days of training over a three-month period. And those lean practitioners then worked in pairs to facilitate their first value stream mapping projects back in their agencies. Um, and so they did 36 you know, VSM projects throughout our state government. It was at the same time that we started asking for help from lean experts in the private sector. And we were able to match up about 30 of those first lean practitioners doing their initial VSM um, projects with lean experts from the private sector uh, who provided them coaching and you know helped them along as they uh, started to figure this out. So under Governor Inslee's leadership, uh, and he's been our governor now since uh, 2013, we've really expanded and accelerated our, our lean transformation journey. Um, so to date, uh, we've received advice, training, coaching, or tours from nearly 200 uh, lean experts from about 90 different organizations. Um, and thousands of state employees have been able to learn about lean from our private sector partners. And these partnerships are um, no cost, no contract. You know, it's pro bono mm -hmm. uh, people giving back to us in the spirit of helping their state government, you know, move forward on this, this lean journey. About half of them, well, the partners are private sector businesses here in Washington and a, a few in other uh, states, but the other half are vendors who, you know, do uh, consulting as their business. So basically for years now we've had pockets of, uh, throughout the state government of, you know, quality improvement and a little bit of lean tools, but 
our our lead journey as an enterprise really began in 2011 with leadership from the governor, and then it's just taken off and uh, expanded and accelerated under Governor Inslee's leadership uh, to 2013. Yeah, and not to talk about the election too much, but um, I, I do remember seeing in the news, and I blogged about this a little bit, um, it seemed like the the political debate in that campaign was not about whether the state should use lean or not, but it seemed like both the, both candidates were in favor of it and were, were sort of trying to say, well, no, I'm, I'm more supportive of lean. I mean, is that kind of a fair assessment of it from the outside, that this was a nonpartisan issue? Absolutely, yeah. I think the fact that during uh, our last governor election, um, like you said, both the Republican and Democratic candidates talked at length about their commitment to using lean as a strategy for delivering value to Washingtonians. Um, I think that's evidence that, that both parties recognize the uh, lean principles and tools can help deliver value. What we're trying to create here though is a way of working that can serve as a catalyst for delivering value to Washingtonians even when the needs and wants of Washingtonians change and when uh, you know the people elect a new governor or when our leaders move from one agency to another you know we see what we're creating as a, a catalyst or a, a way of working that can hit the targets uh, that are important to Washingtonians no matter who's in office or, or who the leaders are at the time. Yes. Yeah, and I would add to that, the one thing that's r great about Governor Inslee is he's passionate about um, about using lean management, and specifically from his time in Congress, he experienced what, what could happen in an organization that was using lean management to run the organization, both at Boeing and uh, Genie Industries and Virginia Mason. He really had the opportunity to see it in action, and, and that really he's really behind us 100%, which I think is uh, is unique and fantastic part of, of how we're getting that acceleration going. I think he believes in it. You can tell by the way he talks about it, the questions he asks. Um, and you often hear him saying things like, we can do hard things. So he really knows that this is not easy, but that he's behind us and that he's supportive of us, even to the point where he makes you know some surprise visits to agencies and, and asks about, how are you doing on this? How are you finding success? What are you seeing as challenges? And talk to me about how, how applying lean principles in your organization is working. So he's really behind it. It's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Do, do you see, uh, I wonder, a different style of leadership? You know, a governor is the, the head of you know, the, the executive branch of a state and is what, you know, has a lot of uh, agencies and departments and, and, and in some ways serves as maybe a CEO of all of those organizations. Um, do, do you see, you know, uh, do you see him behaving in, you know, in a style of lean leadership or how, how would you, you know, it sounds like showing up and being there at the at the Gemba, quote unquote, and, and interacting with people would be one aspect of that, rather than just staying in the Capitol or you know campaign events all the time, right? Right. Yeah, and I would say that there's other examples. Um, we have monthly results reviews where the governor's meeting with with uh, directors of agencies, and the way he's asking questions, the way he's acting, asking for real transparency and real um, down and dirty problem solving is evidence to me that he really wants to know what's happening and really wants to. Uh, to make a real difference in a way that matters um, matters to Washingtonians and to those working at the state. I also would cite an example. Just last week he sent a um, note out to all of the employees um, just thanking them for their dedication to working in this way and thanking them for, you know, for really the, the things they're achieving for Washingtonians uh, based on that surprise visit. So he had a real reaction to his visit there and how touched he was by what was happening and, and how he wanted to share that with the rest of the organization. So I, I, I think his connection to employees at all levels, up and down, really shows his, his style. Well, that's great. Um, Daryl, um, maybe if we go back a little bit, talking about some of the, the origins of lean within state government. Um, 
what were some of those initial value stream projects or, or some of those initial problems that people focused on? And you know, were there any sort of you know key initial success stories that you know help draw attention or help build momentum for Lean? Well, I think in one sense, you know, that's a great question. In in one sense, all of those uh, initial value stream mapping efforts that we did served the purpose of involving you know ground level employees, the folks that were doing the work in the processes, it served the purpose of bringing them together and and what they discovered, you know, in mapping out the current state and, and looking for, you know, opportunities for improvement there. They discovered all those things that happen in a, in a VSM like that where they're like, oh, I didn't know you, you did that kind of work and I didn't know that's what you needed. And so we were bringing together people in process that maybe had never actually come in the same room before and they were discovering things that you know were getting them excited about understanding why the process worked the way it did and, and figuring out what to fix and yeah there were you know a lot of uh, a lot of those projects um, actually all of those projects I think contributed to the excitement there were things like our, our water rights permitting process um, you know had a year's worth of uh, backlog and this effort uh, those initial VSMs, you know, help them understand how that process worked, and not only get rid of the backlog, but uh, you know, dramatically reduce. And we're talking; it used to be years, you know, mm -hmm. and getting it down to months. Um, that there was a dramatic reduction in in uh, that kind of permitting process. On the other side of the kind of work, you know, we had like our state patrol um, converts vehicles from. You know, we buy a new new car. It doesn't come with. We don't buy it from a factory with all the the lights and our computers and you know the stickers on the door that say it's a Washington State Trooper. Um, so our State Patrol employees convert those cars from factory cars to trooper cars, and they need to do that at a pace that allows them to get those vehicles off the road at the right you know time because um, we sell those those vehicles back and, and there's a you know bit of a safety thing there too. You don't want to drive the cars until they're falling apart, um, but they couldn't keep pace with uh, the demand of the cars, you know, needing to come off the road um, before they did the value stream mapping. And uh, you know, after the after bringing them together and talking about the process, um, you know, they found a way to uh, to work that process and not only meet demand but uh, get rid of the backlog they had there as well. A big old parking lot with a bunch of cars, you know, an inventory that needed to be um, converted. Um, they got rid of that backlog, uh, and actually, then um, were able to get a new vehicle into that process. So it completely changed the type of vehicle. But because they were used to working together now, and in, in the way they changed the process, um, they quickly figured out a new process for the new vehicle, and were able to, um, you know, convert that car in uh, just about a tenth of the time that it took uh, when they, you know, were first looking at this process. So. Yeah, the short story is those, uh, you know, helping employees understand how to use the principles and looking at the mapping the process out and getting them to work together really started a fire throughout our state government of this being a different thing from the governor's office or from leadership. Uh, it wasn't the same old, you know, flavor of the month thing. Um, it was something that actually worked to help employees, you know, change the way things worked on the job and, and the employees were excited about it. Well, yeah, I'm sure people, you know, can get excited about improving, um, you know, the the timeliness, improving flow, improving the way the work is being done. I think, you know, so many people, um, you know, mistakenly 
think about the word lean and, and they associate it with cost cutting when what I hear you describing is you know, a process of breaking down silos, improving flow, reducing um, waiting times, uh, improving the responsiveness to people who need services from state government, right? Exactly, yeah. And, the, you know, what we experience is the employees, the public servants here in, in our state government, and it's probably the same, you know, maybe in any organization, and certainly in other, other public service, other governments across the country, but our employees want to do the right thing. They want to deliver value to Washingtonians, um, and a lot of them just been in systems that have beat them up over the years, and they throw their hands up because they feel like they can't win. What uh, lean principles and tools have done for us is give us a structured way to give them the freedom and the opportunity and enough direction to uh, use principles and tools that can be, you know, used predictably and repeatedly throughout our system. But they're using stuff that actually works and it's fixing stuff that's important to them in their daily uh, jobs and they feel better about that and not only day to day coming to work but also on the idea that we're you know they're part of a process that's delivering something important to Washingtonians. Yeah. Uh, Holly, do you have any you know, sort of favorite examples maybe of some of the work that you've been involved in uh, coaching people, departments, um, what, what kind of success stories would you like to share? Yeah, I mean, I think that the uniqueness that I have sitting in the seat that I'm sitting in now is that I have this team of fellows that um, that I'm working with that come from state agencies. So this is a this is a team of leaders that have come from other roles in their agency and come work in our office for a 12-month rotational assignment where they're really focused on their development um, as lean thinkers as well as the development of goal council um, directors uh, and their directors and actually all leadership kind of within the agency's um, lean thinking. And the unique spot that I sit in where I get to have um, impact is in coaching and developing them. They're, they're growing, but they're also helping others grow. So we're, we're having the opportunity to do one-on-one kind of problem-solving improvement plan coaching with, um, with agency leadership as well as with practitioners across the state. And what we've seen um, – Pretty cool things happen where agencies who have maybe never spoken or even within an agency, groups or departments who do similar type of things have the opportunity to come together in a way and work on a problem that they've never come together before to work on. So those are the kind of successes I think that Daryl's speaking to that we're really um, excited about and starting to see real movement on. And yet really... Um, some of the results we're aiming for are huge, like you know, increasing graduation rates. That's a big, um, hairy thing to to tackle, and and you often won't see the results of that, um, you know, in a week's period of time. But the work that we're doing right now to lay the foundation to get us there is exciting, and those are great stretch goals for us to reach towards. Yeah, and and you're know, talking about developing people, and that's such a, a core theme within uh, within lean management. Um, so the, can you t- talk a little bit about the fellows program? It's not, I'm guessing the intent is they spend time in this program and then they go back into their agencies or departments and, and are, are better equipped now to, to be embedded and lead in a lean way. Yeah, absolutely. So they come to us for 12 months on loan from their agency, uh, and they get to spend time, you know, working at a, a leader glo- on a more global level than they might have had the opportunity to do within their agency. And then they work um, with coaches. I have the opportunity to work as their coach as well as they get some coaching from Daryl. And they also have a Virginia Mason coach that's um, helping to develop and grow their skills. And while they're focused on their development, they're also bringing others along as part of the application of what they're learning um, to grow others. And then they return back after 12 months to their agency 
um, to share and uh, what they've learned to kind of um, take that investment that the agency and the organization has made in them back um, to help that agency kind of grow their own skills and, and capabilities. Yeah, and 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 that's that's great to hear. Um, you know that there's that investment in in people that are still. Um, Regardless of the results of any election, they're still going to be working there and, and working uh, to hopefully continually improve processes and, and make things better uh, for the state of Washington. Um, Daryl, maybe kind of turning back to you here, you, you mentioned earlier about you know the, the original intent as um, of, of lean being a strategy, and you know I was happy to hear. You, know, you described you know, the focus on finding problems to solve as opposed to doing, let's say, a, a statewide 5S initiative or trying to force some sort of tool. Um, and I understand you know, what you're saying, that the, an election was coming and so the focus was on frontline staff. Have things become more strategic um, now with the focus under Governor Inslee in terms of there being high-level goals or, or are things still kind of the point where people are working on things that matter to them locally? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, under Governor Inslee, what we've done is organized uh, 53 of our state agency directors. So these are the folks that run, uh, the governor appoints to run agencies, you know, like Department of Corrections or Social and Health Services, um, licensing, you know, your, your typical government agency components. We have 53 of those state agency directors aligned around just five goals for our state. And and it's goals for our state government to deliver value to Washingtonians. And so, you know, we're not implementing lean in that sense. Uh, we're using lean as a strategy that helps us deliver better value to Washingtonians. And so those five goals are world-class education, prosperous economy, uh, sustainable energy, and a clean environment, healthy and safe communities, and then efficient, effective, and accountable government. So these 53 agency directors are dispersed among these um, five goal areas, and they work as a, we call them goal councils. They're a, a council that's paying attention to this stream of value that we're you're delivering. You know, how do we get to world-class education for, um, you know, folks in, in Washington State here? And those agency directors are working together uh, and then um, setting performance measures and targets and metrics. And so at the enterprise level, we have ourselves, you know, focused on on what value we're trying to deliver to Washingtonians. And we didn't just make those five goal areas up. We actually uh, asked Washingtonians, you know, what was important to them, uh, floated these goals and our performance metrics and measures out um, in various ways, including uh, our, you know, having on our website literally posted all of it in an uh, interactive way for, for folks to give their comments right down to the performance metrics that we were are paying attention to. Um, so at the enterprise level, we have that sort of strategic um, galvanized leadership around delivering value to Washingtonians. And then at the same time, we're fostering the this development of our employees learning to use lean principles and tools. So each of those 53 um, agencies have uh, what we call a lean advisor. And so uh, Holly and I, you know, invest in... Um, deepening those lean advisors' understanding of lean principles and tools, and we meet with those folks uh, once a month. And, and we're using them as a connection between the application, the ground-level application of, uh, of the tools and principles uh, with the strategic you know, moves that are being made in these goal councils and at the agencies. Mm -hmm. So it's absolutely you know, enterprise-level 
uh, leadership stuff going on uh, tied to ground level. So remember I mentioned before that we started with the ground level practitioners doing VSM projects involving employees. Un before Governor Inslee came, now under Governor Inslee's leadership, we're bringing together those things, the excitement at the ground level that they know these principles and tools work, and the leadership at the executive level that are pointing our improvement efforts toward things that are important to our customers, which we refer to as Washingtonians. Yeah. And now when you talk about those five key areas, do, do you use the term true north that, that people would recognize through lean and strategy deployment as a methodology? We actually don't use the, you know, I mean, that term gets bounced around in some quarters for folks, you know, that have uh, been studying and learning about other people's lean journey. I mean, it's not something we publish or, you know, talk about in that way. Mm -hmm. The way we talk about it is just that our state government's in the business of delivering value to Washingtonians. Right. And specifically what that looks like is value in these five areas. So everybody get focused, pay attention, figure out how can we, you know, deliver value in these five specific areas. And and hopefully that communication of those goals helps create better alignment all the way throughout these different agencies, top to bottom within the state government in terms of letting people figure out what they should be measuring, um, what they should be working on to improve and, and to drive those measures, right? Yeah, and that's a place where we have, you know, work to do, you know, in, in terms of you know, thinking of, of lean principles and tools in, in a, a ocean planning or a catchball kind of way, we, we've got a lot of work to do to really tie the um, the goals that the leadership has set here in terms of targets and where we're headed, tying that by cascading it down through clear to the job level to help every employee understand, you know, what their role is in um, moving us toward uh, these higher level targets. And uh, we have pockets of, of um, catch ball type activity going on in a, a really good way. And then we have places where, you know, the connection is not as clear for our employees. So that's a that's in our um, future of, you know, things to get better at mm -hmm. doing and really make a, a tight connection there. Yeah. Um, Holly, turning back to you, um, I'm, I'm curious, you know, I've never worked in um, government at any level. Um, I'm curious how you see things having come from Starbucks in the private sector, are, are there particular challenges um, that you see within um, state government or, or challenges in, in trying to, you know, kind of just um, to explain lean and, and to get people excited about lean? What, what are some of those differences that you saw coming into the public sector? Yeah, uh, I, you know, to be honest, there isn't as many differences as people probably think there are. Um, I often get asked that question. Um, but there are a few things that I think stand out to me. Um, one thing is, as you think about state government, there, there's a significant amount of complexity because we're all in the business of um, delivering service to Washingtonians. But um, within our, our broader sense, our organization, you have, you know, those who are delivering licenses and those who are delivering, you know, food to those who are hungry and those who are actually giving tickets and those who are incarcerating people. So you have this broad, complex um, kind of beast, whereas in, a, in an individual organization, I can boil the customer or the, I can boil our business uh, model down to the $5 that is being paid for the beverage that I am producing If I, in the case of Starbucks. And so there's, there's certainly that level of complexity that's interesting and unique given that there's these kind of individual businesses in the broader organization. 
Um, so that's one thing. I think the other thing is that um, that we, and I don't know that this is unique to government, but I think that it's something that is um, interesting about our journey as well as um, as I've seen others on their journey, and that's kind of that, you know, VSM-focused, project-focused that where we kind of started as we had the strategy to get the front lines involved while we were going through this leadership transition and really shifting the, the um, organization from uh, a place that's really tools-focused um, more to a cultural transformation. And, you know, we had that same challenge at Starbucks, and, and, and the beauty of the tools is that if you have any work to do to kind of get people on board and, and build some momentum, the tools will get you some quick wins that will um, show folks, you know, this, this stuff will work and this is how it will help you. Um, but if you don't make that shift sometime along the way, uh, you're just going to lose out. Those tools eventually won't get you sustainable results if people aren't actually acting different. And so um, we've had the unique opportunity through this private sector um, relationship to learn that. The state has learned that earlier than I've seen some other organizations where that's a big pitfall. Um, but we still are working on that, so shifting really from focusing on tools to focusing on all employees throughout the organization being solving problems and all leaders in the organization um, coaching. And we're really on our journey to moving in that direction, and that's exciting. I think the thing that's guiding us, which I, is a great um, reference and a good partnership we have going with um, Lean Enterprise Institute, so John Shook and, and his camp uh, developed the transformational model that they've shared, you know, with the public mm-hmm. and say, you know, noodle on this, see how this thing's working for you guys. And we've, we now have what we call the results model. The results model is based kind of on, some, on what Shook designed, but the re- results model is helping us guide and align our efforts uh, across state government so we see improvements in all areas of the, the lean system from process improvement to mindset and culture to value-driven purpose, not solely focused kind of in the tool area. And so that's really one, one challenge that we've come up against, and, and the strategy we're using um, to help get us um, further is, is by using the results model. Yeah. Um, so maybe as, as we start to wrap up here, um, Daryl, let me get some of your thoughts. I mean, what, what are some of the key challenges uh, for Results Washington, for the state of Washington, uh, in, in your work and, and the governor's over the, over the next year or over the next five years? What are some of the key focus areas? Well, I think, you know, uh, Holly certainly mentioned um, that one of our our biggest key ones is is converting our mindset to this idea of, you know, every leader, a coach, every employee, a a problem solver. You know, we have 68,000 employees. For us, it feels like a a pretty big ship to turn uh, toward that. So the capability building that we're doing there, you know, certainly a challenge. Finding ways to involve Washingtonians in improving uh, our processes, where we're you know looking at how how we deliver service, um, we're, we're really uh, interested in, in already practicing um, literally bringing in Washingtonians from the public um, into improvement uh, efforts, where we've gathered state employees who are looking at a process, and the and the Washingtonian from the public is is right there in the room with us, giving their voice at that moment where we're considering and showing how this process works and where we think it needs to be improved and, and they're contributing right there. Uh, one of our challenges is to figure out you know, how best to involve the myriad and, the, and all the different kinds of, um, of people that we serve in those improvement efforts. Um, and I think another uh, challenge area for us, um, I don't know if it's a challenge or opportunity, it's, kind of, it's really uh, both in the sense that there are other states who are interested um, in what we're doing and they're also pursuing something similar where they're using lean principles and tools from an enterprise perspective 
and um, you know we're interested in just like in the private sector partnership we have we're learning from folks who've been on the journey ahead of us and so we don't repeat the mistakes of the past and you know get advice and help mm -hmm. um, we're interested in reaching out and uh, working with other states across the country who are you know learning uh, from the lean journey and and um, you know I think that's an opportunity uh, and, a, and a challenge that's ahead of us as well yeah well, you know, and there are other states, thankfully, doing um, similar types of um, you know, transformational work. I'll lay out the challenge here for for my state of Texas that uh, you know whoever our next governor is after the upcoming election, I hope the state of Texas um, you know does more to follow um, you know, the, the the example that's being set by Washington and and a number of states out there um, to try to just uh, you know in, improve the way state government functions. You know, or political leaders, I. I, I, you know, trust are going to decide, you know, what state government should do. But once that decision is made, um, hopefully everyone can agree in a nonpartisan or bipartisan way that, um, you know, that state government can work better. And in our case down here for Texans. So I, I appreciate the um, the leadership and the example that you all are taking up in the state of Washington. Um, I mean, Daryl, first and then Holly, do you have any final thoughts that you would want to leave the listeners with today? Uh, sure. Yeah, you know, I have um, personally uh, received so much value from our our Lean Expert Partnership Program, um, and our state uh, collectively, you know, the enterprise of state government uh, really has, has received this boost from the willingness of folks in the private sector who have expertise in lean um, um, being willing to help their state government, um, and I would encourage your listeners, those who are in the private sector and and live in some state to uh, you know be willing to consider uh, helping out in some way I think as this idea of using lean as a strategy for government um, catches across the state then there'll be opportunities um, you know in your own state wherever you might live mm -hmm. uh, to help your state government and of course if you're in a state uh, that, that doesn't have anything like this going on right now um, I'm happy to to bring you into our partnership program, you can help us. <laughs> We're always willing to, to take more help. But yeah, I'd, I'd encourage folks in the private sector to, to help government, uh, whether it's state, local, county, or just nonprofits. Um, yeah, give it, lend a hand where you can. Mm. Great. And Holly, any final thoughts? Yeah, I think my final thought is um, one of the challenges that I didn't speak to that I think we, we face is um, just patience. So there's 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 often a lack of patience for learning while we're experimenting and and you know we we learn best by doing so I would say get out there experiment and do so that you can learn um, and and give folks space to actually do that um, and then it takes time for, to get the results and it also takes time to see behavior change so give yourself that kind of um, opportunity to see the results um, in the near term and see the results in the long term that really matter um, and just get out there and start and start doing it well that's great advice and I'll, I'll post a link you know you both mentioned John Shook and LEI and that um, transformational change model that starts with asking questions like you know how, how what problems do we need to solve how are we going to develop people I'll post a link to that on the show notes for this episode so uh, Daryl Damron and Holly Jensen thank you so much for being guests today here on the podcast thanks, yeah, thanks for, having, for having us it was a pleasure Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org.
If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.